Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, queens. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration motivation and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. I am so happy to be here with all of you today. I was so sick on last week and even the week before. I tell you, I have been on a, I would say probably about a 12-day journey uh, with having the flu, and it really took me down. I didn't have COVID. A lot of you who knew that I was sick asked me if I had COVID. I did not have COVID, or at least I took the tests that are currently available multiple times, and it turned out negative. But I definitely know I had the flu, fever, chills, uh, the whole gamut, and I'm still recovering. So forgive me if you hear a little bit of coughing or if my voice isn't as clear. Uh, But I am so excited to be here with you today as I put closure to the theme that we have been discussing this month, becoming the CEO of your business. You know, when I look at it, this really is a big goal that should, it's just an ongoing goal that you should want to be the best CEO that you can be for your business. And truly, the skills, the mindset, And the path that you take in being the CEO is so different than being just the laborer in your business. And oftentimes with women who are, you know, starting their businesses or wanting to move their business to the next level, I think this is one of the things that we are just not understanding or getting. And that is in order to grow, move your business to the next level, you've got to get yourself to be in that CEO role. And that's one of our biggest missions over at Women About Biz this year is to help you, the businesswoman, get into your CEO role and learn how to stay there, right? so that you can truly grow your business. You look at your business in a whole different light when you are at the reign, when you are truly being the queen of your empire. You're looking at it in a different light. I want you to think about something. If you know about or just imagine people working in a manufacturing plant. Let's say it's a plant that where they make cookies, and the laborer's responsibility is really making sure that the cookie dough is dropping correctly on the conveyor belt as it moves through this heated oven, and that's their responsibility is to make sure that it doesn't get clogged up. They're watching it. They're, they're removing cookies that didn't bake properly. All of those things are going on in the manufacturing plant. Now, do you honestly think that those people that are down there on the manufacturing floor that are watching the cookies and in the production line, do you honestly think that they are thinking about, you know, how to grow the company, how to make things work better, how to properly manage the company, um, the company's website, the company's bookkeeping? Are they thinking about all those things? Absolutely not. They've got their minds focused, you know, and that's often what happens to many women is that oftentimes you find yourself being the laborer in your business rather than being the manager and the entrepreneur visionary. And as a result, being the laborer keeps you stuck in that mode to the point to where a lot of things fall through the crack because you're not the CEO working on the business instead of you know, instead of being that laborer, you're working on the business and you're being more objective and you're looking for things to help the business to grow. And so this is why becoming the CEO of your business is so very, very important. As a reminder, I want to, you know, make sure that you remember to identify the goals you would like to accomplish this week 
Also, make sure you review your calendar and, you know, look at or list the tasks that you need to perform in order to support your goals, right? So you're going to review your calendar. You're going to make sure that you already have those tasks listed um, in a time slot either for you to do or you'll have a follow-up time slot um, so that you can follow up with the individual that you've actually delegated to. That's very important. And then lastly, hold yourself and anyone that you have delegated to accountable by also setting reminders in your calendar. These three things are so very, very important. Now, as we close out for um, this month, we are going to indeed be talking about seven principles of a female CEO. I'm going to be sharing with you time-tested principles of leadership and what it actually means to be the female CEO, right? How, how is it that women think differently than men? And what do we need to do to bring ourselves up to um, what would be considered a standard of excellence for a CEO period, right? And so, again, I'm going to be sharing that information with you shortly. Also, we have the five questions of leadership for you today, and I'll be reading an excerpt from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Myers. Now, we covered this book before, but it is such an excellent book to have in your success library. For those of you that are new to this show, a success library is basically where you have a either a file in your Google Drive or your hard drive um, or on your bookshelf of books, audios, and uh, different reports that are valuable in helping you to hone in on your leadership skills, personal development skills, helping you to put um, time-tested, those time-tested principles into play, right? And so this is one of those books that I definitely think um, belongs in, a, in your success library. Joyce Myers hits home from a Christian standpoint on why it's so important for you to develop good habits and how do you begin to actually break those bad habits? What do you begin to do? And so I'm going to be reading to you again from um, from Chapter 1, and I'm excited about sharing some of this with you because I truly believe that, of course, I've always talked about the subconscious mind and how our habits, after we repeat them so long, they become beliefs, and then they become automated, and it causes us to do things without even having to think. It's a part of the dynamics of how we are made. And so, again, some of the things that we think and do automatically work against the very things that we want. And so this is why I believe this book is such an excellent book to literally to literally put in your success library. And so, again, it's Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Myers. I also want to remind all of you that if you have not did your vision board yet, if you haven't really um, worked on your vision, it is never too late for you to set aside some quality time to to go over your vision and to make sure um, that you are clear on what it is that you would like to accomplish, if not for this year, at least this first quarter. You know, I always, somewhere around the July-August time frame, I start right away reminding you, the listeners, how important it is to start thinking about the strategy that you want to develop for the next year. And it, it, and for some, it, se- it would seem to be so early. Why is she reminding us of next year when we're like halfway through this year? The thing of the matter is, is that proact- being proactive is so very key. You know, in order to be the queen of your empire, in order for you to add all of those assets and to have a successful business and generate that income that you desire, you have to really start doing things 
that all make up the success recipe. And part of that is being very, very proactive. And so I want to encourage you that if you have not developed a strategy, if you haven't created a, your, your business vision, uh, and for that matter, if you haven't worked on your personal vision uh, of what you want to experience this year, I want to highly encourage you uh, to definitely Schedule some quiet time for yourself to do that. Now is the time to start developing your CEO skills, doing things ahead of time, and planning for the business, working on the business instead of always in the business, right? You've got to keep your mind focused on those things, and you're not going to see things happen as fast if you don't work ahead, right? Now, for those of you who say, oh, well, it's too late now and I just got to do something, what I want to encourage you to do is to start training yourself now to develop a habit of slowing down enough to start planning properly. So, again, if you didn't plan for the year, for this current year, then I want to encourage you to go ahead and at least plan for the quarter. Ask yourself those questions. You know, what is it that I want to experience in my business for this first three months? You know, do I want to do any new programs, any new products? How will I market myself? What, uh, have I set my foundation properly? What are some of the things that I need to be doing? Now, I will tell you this. Now is not the time for you to try to be all to your business. You will not be able to do every single thing if you want to see some results. You're going to have to use the talent and potential of other people. So I want to encourage you, if you have not already, as you know, every businesswoman that requests gets a free coaching session, Power Talk, we call it, where you can brainstorm, we can discuss ways to monetize your business and get you on track for this first quarter. Take advantage of that. All you need to do is go to our main website, womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. And just scroll down below the um, banner, the website banner, and you'll see on the main homepage, free coaching session just for you. Click schedule now and get yourself scheduled for a free Power Talk. If you've already had a free Power Talk, then it's time for you to start thinking about whether or not you actually want to have some coaching. So it's time for you to start thinking about that, whether or not you want to work with me in order to get you to where you need to be. So I want you to think about these things as you look at improving your leadership skills, becoming the CEO that your business needs. With that said, let's go ahead and go right into the five questions of leadership. Question number one is, have I set my business foundation? Of course, what that means is you must first look internally at your legal structure and setup. You know, do you have your LLC in place? Uh, or your nonprofit status in place? You know, do you have a tax EIN? All of these things are very, very important to start um, making sure that you are not, you not only have a professional appearance, but that you are protecting your personal assets. And then you want to look at your strategy. What do you want to experience in your business this quarter? What will you do to support your vision and goals for your business? And how will you implement the tasks to support your goals? And who will you delegate to? Now, these are two things legal structure setup and your strategy are very, very important for the internal part of your business. And then, of course, you want to look at, have you formed your power team, right? Have you formed your power team yet? Do you have automated marketing? And are you prepared to receive the money that you want to make in your business? Now, these are five core areas that all go up under number one in the five questions of leadership. Have I set my business foundation? All five of these things that I have mentioned, legal structure setup, strategy, 
um, forming your power team, automating your marketing, and preparing to receive your money, such as a business checking, bookkeeping, merchant account, and cash flow. All of these five things are all belonging to number one, have I set my business foundation? Now, keep in mind, as you ask yourself these questions, as you look at the various things pertaining to just number one, setting your business foundation, your answer should be sparking you to take some kind of action because you would have discovered things that need to be done um, for your business planning as the CEO. Now, here's question number two in the five questions of leadership. What are my top three business goals this month? Again, what are my top three business goals this month? You can even ask yourself, what are my top three business goals this week? You know, having, a, having clarity on your business goals and knowing exactly what you want to accomplish is very important because it keeps you focused. It helps you to keep that clarity, right? And then it allows you to properly plan and, and come up with all the tasks needed to schedule. Remember in the very beginning of the show today, I, I, I reminded you that you really needed to identify the goals you want to accomplish this week and then the tasks. Make sure that the activities, the calendar are supporting that. This is what it's all about. Here's number three. Do I have a power team in place? You know, again, as I've said before, if you're wanting to take your business to the next level, then it's time to rely on the talent and potential of other people who know more than you in specific areas of business, right? This is very, very key. And so I want to um, encourage you that if you have not already, again, this is one of those times where you get in your quiet place and you say, you know, what type of professionals do I need to have on my power team? Now, keep in mind, the word power team is an internal word for you. You don't go around asking and letting people know, hey, I need you on my power team. You basically want to have that as an internal word um, to represent not only for the professionals that will be servicing you, but also it's a good word to use as a group uh, in your phone so that you can create a, uh, a, a group of individuals that you have already vetted, meaning you've already checked them out, you've checked out their references, you've seen their work, you, you are okay with their pricing, and you're ready to move forward when you need their services, and they know who you are, right? You can't wait till the last minute to try to find these individuals because it just slows you down, and it can slow you down for months. So, again, this is why it's so important to have that power team in place. And then number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communication? You know, I've talked to so many businesswomen already this year who share with me that they have yet to do a marketing Plan. I even spoke with a person who recently shared with me that a consultant told her she didn't need a marketing plan. She just needed to start marketing. That is, you know, just she'll learn as she goes. And, you know, I don't know what I feel about that kind of advice. I, through all of my 30 years of business, have learned that. It's best to write things down and plan, make it plain. Uh, you know, I prefer to follow God's path. I prefer to follow his recipe. So I, I really believe in writing it down and making it plain um, because that is when you can begin to uh, manifest things in your life. And so I think it's important to have a marketing strategy. It doesn't have to be, you're not trying to be eloquent on the pages and write a book just to suffice that you've got something in writing. No, you're trying to create a strategy that you can go back when things aren't working and tweak and find out how to make it better. And you can't keep all of that in your head. Also in communications, it's important that you stay in connection with three types of contacts, right? Um, you want to stay connected to your prospects, individuals that maybe have opted into your website, um, subscribe to your newsletter, 
or have shown some interest in what you do. And then in addition to that, you want to stay in constant communication with people who are already your customers or your clients, right? You want to stay in communication with them. And then thirdly, you want to stay in communication with individuals that you aspire to collaborate with. You want to make sure they know who you are, and you want to expose them um, to what you do. You want to show them your credibility and why they would want to collaborate with you or work with you. I think that's very key, right? And so it's important, you know, for you to have consistent marketing and communication. Last but not least, here's number five in the five questions of leadership is on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? Now, as many of you who are longtime listeners know, this is a question that has been carried over a couple of times from our questioning um, in the last couple of years. Why? Because it's that important. Your belief level is tied directly to your actions. If you're taking action, you should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete on your checklist. So again, there you have it. You have the five questions of leadership. I'm getting a couple of text messages with individuals asking me to repeat them, so I'm not going to go deep into them, but I will go ahead and repeat them for you now. Have I set business, my business foundation is number one. Number two, what are my top three business goals this month? Number three, do I have my power team in place? Number four, am I being consistent with my marketing and communications? Number five, on a scale of one to ten, what's my belief level, right? There you have it, the five questions of leadership. Ask them as often as you need to, to hone in on your CEO and leadership skills, to keep yourself in check, and to help you develop your business, right, to help take your business to the next level. Trust me, these questions are definitely going to do that. It is 1222 after the hour. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Queen Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz and host of the show. I'm so excited that you are here with me. So many of you know, at Women About Biz last year, we did some reorganization. Um, we rebranded ourselves with our slogan our slogan, um, our logo, and uh, we are just so excited and so happy about how we are evolving. You know, at the end of the day, I looked at what is it that we at Women About Biz want to help women to do? And of course, in a nutshell, we want to help you become queen of your empire. Queen of your empire. What is your empire? Your empire are all of those assets that you pull together to help you generate that income that you desire, to help you to build your legacy, to help you to become that successful businesswoman that you truly desire to become. All of that together is your empire of you have the ability to have your own empire, an empire that's unlike any other woman's empire, because when you were born, God pre-installed in you the ability to be successful. Amen? Yeah, girl, you got it. Absolutely. And so it is just so very, very important for you to know and think of yourself as the queen. Do you have to walk around calling yourself queen? Well, you know, at Women About Biz, when we're amongst each other in the community, we refer to one another as queen. We give each other respect. We, um, we're not competing with each other. We are recognizing the authority and the leadership that we each have to be extremely successful. And so I consider myself a queen. And so that is why on the show, I call you queen. And then I refer to myself as a queen because it's time for us to 
step up and step out and become the leaders that God has always wanted us to be. We are here to be living testimonies on this earth, uh, live in abundance. We are here to show um, that we have that talent and potential to do great things, right? And that's what's so very, very important. So again, I want to encourage you to work on becoming that queen of your empire, to ask yourself those five questions of leadership, and to start looking at ways that you can take your business to the next level. And if you're not ready to go to the next level, every person has a next level. And even when you get to the next level, you're only at the bottom of the next level. You've got it. So, again, even if you feel like, well, you know, I've been in business for a few years, but I feel like I'm still at the bottom. I feel like I'm still setting that foundation, still starting. It just simply means that you need to build your leadership skills. You maybe have been a laborer in your business to the point to where you stunted your growth. And so now it's time to let your business grow up. It's time to move it to that next level. So there you have it, ladies. I'm so very excited for you and all of the things that you can create this year. And uh, here we are moving past the month of January and on into February. And uh, I, I tell you, things are moving very, very quickly. I want to go ahead again, and I want to start back in Chapter 1 of the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. I really admire Joyce. She's a minister of God's word. She has encouraged so many women to change their lives. Um, and this book that she has written, I think, is it's written very well in conversational manner. And I think she's done a good job with um, really explaining habits and how we can overcome those habits that tend to hold us back. In Chapter 1, she says, habits are things we learn to do through repetition and eventually do either unconsciously or with very little effort. First, we form habits and then they form us. We are what we repeatedly do. Don't be deceived, she says, by thinking that you just can't help what you do because the truth is that you can do or not do anything if you really want to. At least you can do anything that is God's will, and those are the things we will discuss in this book. She says, I have learned that concentrating on the good things I want and need to do helps me overcome the bad things that I don't want to do. The Bible says in Romans 12, 21, that we overcome evil with good. I believe that should be one of our foundation scriptures for this book and the journey we are embarking on. The other scripture I want you to remember as you work towards your goal is found in Galatians. It says, but I say walk and live in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of the human nature without God. That was Galatians 5, 16. Concentrating on the evil things you are doing will never help you to do the good things that you desire to do. This is a very important biblical truth. Good has more power than evil. Darkness is swallowed up in light and death is overcome by life. Whatever God offers is always more powerful than what Satan desires for us. The devil wants us to have bad habits, but God's desire is, that, is to have God's desire is that we follow the Holy Spirit and let him lead us into the good life that Jesus died for us to enjoy. And a good life is a life with good habits. One of the ingredients, she says, of forming good habits and breaking bad ones is focusing on what you want to do and not on what you want to stop doing. For example, if you overeat and want to form balanced, healthy eating habits, don't think about food all the time. Don't read cookbooks that are filled with beautiful mouthwatering desserts, but instead read a good book on nutrition that will educate you about how to make better choices. Stay busy doing things that will keep your mind off the food. 
If you want to form a habit, for example, of regular exercise, don't think and talk about how hard it is, but think about the results you will have if you are persistent. Yes, you will have to invest time that you may not think you have to spare. And yes, you will get very sore in the beginning. When I first started working out with a trainer in 2006, she says at the age of 64, I got so sore that I actually felt as though I was sick. I stayed sore for what seemed to me like two years. Honestly, I was sore somewhere all the time. Eventually, I got to the point where I enjoyed the feeling because I knew that it meant I was making progress. If you want to get out of debt, don't think about and talk about all the things you won't be able to do and all the things you will have to do while you are paying off your bills. Instead, Of thinking the negative side of your goal, think and talk about how wonderful it will be to be free of the tyranny of overwhelming debt. We are motivated by reward. So if you will look forward to the reward, you'll have the stamina you need to keep pressing towards your goal. Don't defeat yourself before you even begin by setting your mind on the wrong thing. Where the mind goes, the person follows. So be sure that your thoughts are on what you want rather than what you don't want. That is so very true. You have got to keep your mind on the things that you want. And this is why it is so often shared with by thousands, maybe maybe millions of women that that they can't get their mind off of what they don't want, so therefore they tend to attract the very things that they don't want. This is this is why you have to condition your mind. Now many of you have heard me talk about the fact that you need to prepare your mind for greatness and how important preparing your mind for greatness really is. But I often wonder how many of you that have heard me talk about that and how many of you who have listened to me um, share with you ways that you can do that, how many of you you have actually consistently and repeatedly prepared your mind for greatness every single morning. So I want to share an analogy with you that I feel really explains what happens when you don't prepare your mind for greatness. I want you to consider your mind like a mansion sitting up on a beautiful hill overlooking the ocean, and it has beautiful golden gates leading up the driveway with the, you know, with the lights, and it's just, you know, beautiful, beautiful stained glass double doors, and it is just an absolutely beautiful mansion. But I want you to consider that this mansion is your mind right? And inside of the mansion, you have expensive paintings and furniture and assets that are very, very dear and near to you, very important to you, something that's helping to build your legacy. But one day you decide to just leave all of the doors of the mansion open, right? You leave all of the doors of the mansion open. You you let up the garage uh, doors, and you have beautiful luxury cars. You go put the keys in the ignitions, and you leave them open. And then you just proceed down the driveway and just walk away from it all. You leave the gates open. Everything is open. It's like you've put up a sign that says, hey, the mansion is open. Nobody's here watching after anything. Come and take what you will. And that is what happens when you don't prepare your mind for greatness. You see, it's a process that has to happen every day and sometimes multiple times throughout the day as often as you need to feel strong, to guard your mind, um, to make sure that you are the first person that has tapped into your own personal power and to make sure that you have fed your mind. So let's get to how do you feed your mind? You feed your mind through first 
waking up, being grateful that you have woken up, right? Because it means that you are still on this side of time, um, and it means that you still have wonderful things that you can do with your talent and your potential. So you have to have gratitude for that, right? And then you go into prayer to God, and then you, if you like meditation, you do some meditation, and then what you want to do is you want to read positive affirmations back to yourself. Now, I always recommend that you create custom affirmations, custom affirmations that will help you, you know, to to not only self-motivate, but really inspire your own self to take action and to do the things that you need to do. And again, this can be, I recommend that this is done in the morning upon waking, um, but it also can be done throughout the day. If you feel that you, if you feel that you are weak because of some experience or someone said something that is really impacting you or you've placed yourself in an environment that has really weakened your, your strength for that day, then you may have to do it multiple times throughout the day. Okay, but preparing your mind for greatness is very important. I, I really plea with you, don't leave the mansion open. Don't leave the mansion open. Don't leave the doors unlocked for people to come in and take what they will. Because if you are not the first person to tap into your own personal power, then you have to ask yourself, who or what is tapping into my personal power? And I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes you may, you may have not prepared your mind for greatness, and you will feel drained, you will feel tired, you can't stay focused or keep yourself on the right track, and you're not guarded so that when someone does say something of a negative impact or when you are in a negative environment, it weakens you uh, greatly because you're not prepared. You're, you're not strengthened. And so I want to encourage you to strengthen your mind and to prepare your mind for greatness every single morning uh, as often as you need to, to strengthen, to guard yourself, to guard your mind. And the mind that you are guarding is your subconscious mind. This is the mind that controls over 90% of all of our thinking and bodily functions, right? And we have to guard it because if we don't, that we are letting other people tap into our personal power, and they are taking control. They are controlling. Life begins to control you instead of you controlling it. And so I say this to you with the love of God, that if you want to be a successful businesswoman, if you're talking about taking yourself to the next level, then it really all begins with you understanding and learning how to work with and control your subconscious and your conscious mind, learning how to balance the two so that you will not self-sabotage yourself, so that you can keep moving forward, and so, honey, that you can be the first person every single day to tap into your own personal power. Can I get an amen on that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is very, very important. And I say this with all love and sincerity because there's just too many women walking around still stressed, broke, busted, and disgusted because they are not in control of their own personal power. They're not in control. So I want you to think on these things. Now we're going to go ahead and go to the topic of the day, Seven Principles of a Female CEO. Now, it's no secret that the number of female CEOs is significantly lower than that of our male counterparts, right? However, women are being chosen today as CEOs for some of the top 500 companies in in the world. Women are known to become um, really good CEOs. Why? Because they are both compassionate, but they also are able to read people very well, right? 
And so you have women at the helm of some very, very powerful, powerful companies today, and more and more women are being chosen in the corporate world as CEOs. But you see, you are the CEO of your business as well. And so it is important for you to know and understand and treat yourself as though you are the CEO, no matter how small your business is. I don't care if it's just pulling in $5 a week or a month. You are still the CEO of your business. And until you start thinking of yourself as a leader, as the queen of your empire, that CEO, until you start thinking of yourself in this way and expecting great things for yourself, you will not get the results that you want because the success of your business, it all starts with you. It all starts with you. Know that you as a female business owner have the power and strength to run a successful business generating the income that you so desire. But there are some principles that I want to share with you that I think will take you far if you embrace them and and ask yourself the question, how can I implement these to strengthen myself as the CEO of my business? So let's get started with these seven principles. Principle number one, start with the proper mindset. Now, you often hear that everything begins in the mind. I just talked to you about preparing your mind for greatness and how important that is. As a female CEO, you have to first remove any limiting beliefs that you have about running your business as this can cripple your growth. You can no longer compare yourself negatively to another business. Um, and say, well, you know, I don't have the money like they have to do this or that, or I don't look as good as she looks, so I don't think I want to do videos, or their website looks better than my website. You can't cripple yourself and cripple your growth by thinking negatively, right? If you look at other competitors, the only reason you should be looking at them truthfully is to get inspiration, to get inspired, to say, oh, they are doing this for their customers. That's a great idea. Let me see if that something like that wouldn't um, work over in my business. Or, oh, they're doing this. But, you know, I think this also needs to be added. Oh, I'm getting inspired. Let me go over to my business and see if I can do this. Oh, I love their website. I love their colors. I love this. I'm going to use this as an example to show my web designer to let them know that I'm looking to look attractive like this. Become inspired inspired by other businesswomen who are doing similar to the same things that you are doing. Never look at a competitor in a negative light or a negative manner because what is meant for them is meant for them. God has blessed them. Don't try to take away from their blessings. Instead, add to yours by getting inspired and admiring what they have accomplished and what they have done. It's so important for you in your mindset to know what your purpose is in business, what it is that you want to experience in your business, right? Having confidence in yourself in your business is so very, very important. And knowing when to focus your energy and where to do so is very important. So there is no place for fear and doubt. Your mindset must be strong. You must think of yourself as the leader, as the CEO, as the individual that is setting the sales goals, making sure that you have set a vision for everyone else in your company and even those professionals who assist you to follow. Know and be proud of your business and who you are and never, ever doubt yourself and never have fear. Create that strong mindset. Prepare your mind for greatness and it will not stray from you. It will keep you strong. Guard your mind. Here's number two, never people please. Oh, this one is a good one. This was a good one because it is too many 
women starting businesses are they're sabotaging and holding themselves back because they care too much about what other people think. This is something that I had to get over. This is something that I dealt with for a decade or more, right? Caring about what everybody else thinks. No, I need to look bigger. I don't want people to think this. No, I'm not going to let people know that I've only been in business this long. No, I'm not going to let people know that I'm in need of funding and I'm in need of all these things. I want to appear much larger than what I am because this is what you're supposed to do, or at least I think that's what everybody else is doing. No, you can't, you can't do that because you get into people-pleasing. It is humanly impossible to please everyone. If you try to do this, you may end up running your business into the ground. Instead, you must focus on your vision and what it is that you want to experience in your business and what you want your customers or your clients to experience with your business, right? Focus on what your business and your customers, your clients need. This is so very important. When you get to the point where you become a people pleaser and you start trying to impress instead of being in business for real, this is when I believe when you begin to go on the road of failure. This is when you no longer are the CEO of your business, and this is when you lose perspective and you lose all focus. And and it can take you down a spiraling path, trust me, that you don't want to go down because this is where you get in that broke, busted, and disgusted mode, okay? This is something I need you to understand about never people please, right? Never fake it till you make it. You know, we we hear that term, that phrase all the time, but building that habit of faking it till you make it gets you in trouble, right? Because you begin to believe your own fake until it's time to pay the bills and you realize there's no money coming in. It may feel good for a while. You may be on cloud nine from the excitement of the thought, but trust me, when you hit the brick road, you will hit and slam hard. So you don't want to fake it until you make it. And so, again, this is why to thine own self be true. This is why um, it's important to prepare your mind for greatness also because it keeps you in an honest space. It keeps you in a transparent space, and it keeps you uh, in a space with God and living in the spirit instead of living in the flesh. And this is something that Joyce Myers talks about in her book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits. And this is very, very key. So again, number two, never people please. Moving on to number three, you know, it's really important for you to understand that while social media is it's important, good old-fashioned networking and connecting with people still needs to be practiced. And that's number three, network with other businesswomen. Connecting with other women like yourself will allow you to gain insight into how to manage certain challenges. You will also be able to partner with others, collaborate, bring exclusive content or products to your customers. Never underestimate the power of good collaboration. Now, you can do this by joining multiple networking groups, by reaching out to like-minded female CEOs in your area. Um, You can do this in so many ways, right? I even talk about, even on social media, you know, practicing the art of, uh, of connection calls, having three to five connection calls with people that you don't necessarily know, but they have friended you or you have friended them on social media. So there are a lot of ways that you can actually network live, both live networking, virtual networking, uh, uh, and also, um, you know, networking through other modes of communication, whether it be the phone, uh, whether it be a Zoom or what have you. So again, number one, I want to back up with start with the proper mindset. Number two, never people please. Number three, network with other businesswomen. And now here we move to number four, 
Have a learning attitude. Unlearn to learn, okay? One of the hardest I have to go through um, in coaching is that when I recommend certain things to clients that I know have worked for myself and others in the past, sometimes I have clients that are stubborn to want to try it or move forward, even though they're not having success with what they are doing, right? So sometimes you have to unlearn to learn. You have to have a learning attitude at all times. Never think you know it all. Get rid of that cocky attitude altogether because there's no no place for it when you're talking about success. Now, being a confident woman is different than being a cocky woman. Cockiness kind of points to that you know it all or you think you know it all. No one can tell you. It's almost like it's a a type of negative confidence that you should never want to have. Don't be cocky. Instead, be a confident woman, right? Have that learning attitude. As the saying goes, you are never too old to learn. You live in a world where things are constantly changing. So ensure that you change with time. You will not be successful in business if you are unwilling to learn and push yourself to want to know more. Now, ways you can achieve this are, first of all, you can Find a mentor or a business coach. And, you know, I'm always inviting you to schedule a free Power Talk coaching session with me. I want you to experience how I can help you to make changes in your life and business. Another way is to keep up with the industry news and trends, in, in, you know, within your business industry. This is something that a lot of business women who feel that their business is too small, they don't do it. They don't know what's going on in their industry. And they look up and they go, oh, well, my competitors must have had more money or they're moving so much further than me. Girl, they are planning. That person is being the CEO of their business. They are working on the business instead of in the business as a laborer. They are keeping up with the trends and and they are trend watching. They are looking at statistics within their industry, they're looking at surveys, they're seeing what other people are doing in their industry, they're keeping up with the time. Take courses to broaden your skills, right? Now, I want to have a side note on this. While I think it's important to take courses to broaden your skills, I want you to start thinking about taking leadership courses, not necessarily how-to courses, learning how to do certain things in your business. While I think you need understanding of that, I want you to focus more on being a leader and finding other people who can do the how-tos in your business, you know, how to develop a website, how to set up your bookkeeping, um, how to market your business. I think it's important that you understand the fundamental principles of that, but I think your time can be best spent by, number one, finding other people who have that actual talent and potential who've already learned it, who can shorten your learning curve and make some things happen for your business. And then what you should do is take courses on business development and leadership so that you can lead your business and learn how to hone in on your CEO skills. That's time management, for example, and goal setting and how to properly plan your workflow and how to set your sales goals, right, how to develop your strategy, all of those things that help you move to the next level, so very important. Moving on to number five, girl, you got to ask for the help. Honey, you got to ask for it, right? And oftentimes, so many times, women have this tendency Again, to be those multitaskers thinking that she can do everything, and then when she gets overwhelmed, she stands still and procrastinate and do nothing. Look, here comes the task that most women find hard to do is asking for the help. As women, as a woman, you may often seek the need to be in control of every aspect of your life, even in your business. Right? And, um, you know, it's kind of referred to as the superwoman syndrome. Now, I love, the, I love that word, superwoman, right? But you can be a superwoman without being an overwhelmed woman. 
right? You you can you can be a woman who has powered up her abilities to make things happen and be that superwoman who has that power team of individuals that can help her get things done expediently, right? But what you don't want to do is be that superwoman and have that superwoman syndrome believing you can do everything all by yourself, right? This will definitely have you on burnout quickly, and then you will not be as effective as you could be, right? It is important to ask for the help, ladies, where needed, and also hire competent people that you can trust to delegate your tasks to, right? This is so very, very important. And this is all about that power team I was telling you about, building that power team. Here's number six, be firm, F-I-R-M, be firm. Most times the odds are already not in your favor as, as a female business owner. However, being tenacious and persevering is already in your DNA. God already pre-installed in you everything that you need to be successful. Therefore, who are you to give up? Who are you to start all that negative self-talk and thinking that you can't do certain things? No, you have to stand firm. You have to guard your mind. You have to persevere. Never give up due to setbacks as those are inevitable. You're always going to have failures. You're always going to have setbacks. But don't look at them as an end-all. Look at them as a means to create your blueprint to success because, honey, let me tell you, I am successful today because of of my failures. Look at your failures, look at your setbacks, and instead of wallowing in the woe is me, say, oh, I did not want to go through this, but since it did happen, let me go and make a list of things that I of lessons learned that I have learned from this, because not only will I be able to help myself, but I will be able to help others. See, that's what I do as a coach. I teach people from my failures more than I do from my successes, because it prevents them from going down the same wrong path, right? So never give up due to setbacks. Instead, focus on your end goal, right? Remember the excerpt I read just just a little bit ago from making good habits, breaking bad habits. Remember, she says, focus on the good. Focus on the good side. Focus on the end result. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to focus on the end goal, yes? There can be real problems, right, such as gender-based biases, such as men are still making more money, men are getting paid higher on certain contracts in different industries, right? Um, However, never be afraid to show up and show out. Because even though a lot of things are still happening, women are still finding it hard to to get a business loan. Women are still finding it hard to uh, to qualify for certain things and get government contracts and those type of things. Even though there are programs, women are finding it hard. Still, they are available. As a matter of fact. I'm learning that every year women leave billions of dollars on the table in grants and government contracts because they are not in the know. So you can't ever give up. What you must do is persevere and keep moving and know that God is behind you. God is holding your hand and he's with you every step of the way. And finally, number seven, invest in financial knowledge. This may be one of the most important principles of all. How well your business does is partly dependent upon how profitable you are. It takes into consideration revenue versus expenses and so on. It's important to have some form of financial knowledge. Of course, you can hire someone to take care of your bookkeeping. You can hire an accountant to help you with your taxes and your financial structure. But it is imperative that you have financial literacy so that you can understand what is happening in your business and the ways you can do this. You can hire that accountant. You can learn how to track your cash flow. You can learn all about um, preparing a cash flow analysis with us at Women About Biz. You can set your financial goals. You can start taking an interest in your business revenue, your expenses, and learning how to set your, your sales goals. 
Now, Queen, if you can pick up a few of your own along the way and never stop growing and never stop learning, you're going to be one bad queen of her empire, right? These are time-tested principles that are really going to help you to take yourself and your business to the next level. Well, that's all I have for today. Of course, you can listen to a repeat of this broadcast either through the Women About Biz Crown Community by going to community.womenaboutbiz.net and requesting to join if you're not a member, or you can go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast. Either way, you have access to all of our previous broadcasts. And so I enjoy giving you this information today. My prayer is that you will take it and run with the information and start implementing some of the things that you have heard today. Don't forget to go and get your book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. And don't forget that if you're not a member of womenaboutbiz.net, make sure you visit our website and at a minimum join our robust free membership where we make sure you have access to our how-to articles. We make sure you have access to our crown community. So make sure that you, you do that if you have not. It is my desire for you to accomplish your goals for the week, for you, to, for you to develop the passion that you need to take you forward, for you to prepare your mind in greatness. I pray for your success this week. I pray for you to have strong collaborations and for people to ask for your services and your products. In Jesus' name, amen. Take care, everybody, and have a beautiful, beautiful, and productive week. Bye-bye.